Hi, I'm Michael. I'm one of the pastors at Victory, and I'm also the missions director. As a church, we are committed to answer God's call to reach every nation. I hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. Question before I start the service today. Have you ever been awestruck? Okay. Na-experience yun na ba na mamangha sa isang tao o sa isang bagay? Okay. Sa isang place siguro na nakita natin, ano? Um, na-experience yun na ba yun na maging in awe? Yes. Okay. Um, personally, when I was a 12-year-old kid, I was playing, you know, I think we were playing um, uh, Shato. Are you, are you familiar with Shato? Yeah. Okay, so yung shadow we were playing sa kalye, tapos dumaan yung isang idolo ko sa ano no sa government service, then Senator Huvito Salonga who was running for president 1992, and so when he passed by, he was doing his campaign. My dad called me, it's uh, Senator Salonga, and so I was there nakasando, putik putik dahil sa libag yung leeg, ganon tas pawis na pawis, and so I went to Senator Salonga and I shook his hand and I was awestruck, you know, meeting this guy. Another time that I was awestruck was when I was in high school and I was invited to a dinner and in that dinner are my favorite players in PBA, the Hinebras and Miguel, okay? So I'm not promoting Hinebra, okay? But just the players, they're good, okay? So, so grabe, nakita ko si Jaworski for the first time. Sobra! Nako, grabe, no? Yung mga kamag-anak namin, ingit na ingit sa akin nung nakita ko sila. Sila EJ Files, sila Marlo Aquino. Are you familiar with those guys? So, sobrang nagmuha ako hanggang dito lang yata ako ni EJ File at that time. So, it was so good. The third time I was awestruck was in China when, um, you know, Joanne was preaching, you know, to this group of Chinese believers and everything blurred as I was looking at her. And I realized, this is the woman I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with. Grabe! Akala ko yun na, until this past week, I heard a very amazing story from one of my esteemed um, pastors. You know, one of our esteemed pastors here in the movement, he is, he is the dean of Every Nation Seminary. And he told us this amazing story. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the fastest man alive story. Are you familiar with that? The fastest man alive story. I'm not sure if this is a true story. Most likely, kwento uh, nato parang kwentong barbero kwentong pastor. They say that there was an, uh, a competition of who is the fastest man alive, and in that competition there were four competitors. Okay, in that competition, yung una lumabas. Paglabas niya, palakpak sila lumabas yung tao. Tapos naglabas sila. This is ano eh? Para siyang um, it's a huge track and field oval with a lot of people. And right in the center, there was a ping pong table. And so the guy picked up his ping pong paddle, threw the ball, and then hit it. And pag hit na ganito, tumakbo siya sa kabila, tapos siya rin tumira. Tapos sa kabila, tumira ulit siya. Sobrang bilis niya. Nagpalakpakan yung mga tao. Grabe, tuwan-tuwa. The other person came out. And he was with a bow and arrow. Pagkuha niya ng arrow, di ba? Nilagyan niya dun sa bow. Pagtira niya, sinipat niya kung saan yung target eh. Pagtira niya dun sa, ano, sa arrow, pag gumanon siya, tumakbo. Tapos hinuli yung arrow, palakpakan na naman yung mga tao. 
Basta yan, nagtataka na, church ba itong pinuntahan ko? Yes, church to. May point ako, okay. Yung pangatlo lumabas. Okay? Pagpunta ng pangatlo, syempre, nasa track oval, di ba? So he went there, the starting line. And then, pumorma siyang ganyan. Pagporma niya, gumanon. Pagtalo niya, sobrang bilis niya, inabutan niya yung sarili niya. But there was a fourth person who came out. The fourth person, not sure kung Pilipino to, no? gumanon yung kamay. Pag ganun yung kamay, biglang pumalakpak, ikamit yung isang kamay lang, gano'n, no? sa ambilis, pak, 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 pumalakpak sa yung mga tao. Wow, we have a winner. For those of you who didn't get it, later you will get it. But what is the point? I don't know. I just wanted to tell that story. I was so awestruck with that story when Dr. Nixon Nang told it to us. But I'm sure all of us experience being in awe with somebody or someone or a group of people or a place, isn't it? We've experienced being in awe. And oftentimes, you know, it's with something beautiful, something amazing, something that takes our breath away, something that, you know, is beyond our imagination, something that surprises us. We are awestruck with those kinds of things. But did you know that in the Bible, there are several instances that it said people were placed in awe. And in one of those circumstances, the people, they say, in Acts chapter 2, were in awe of the church. Can you imagine that? Something what happened in the Acts 2 church that the people inside the church and the people outside the church were baffled. The Bible says they were filled with awe. Today, when you go to cathedrals, I'm sure you'll be filled with awe when you look at those magnificent um, establishments, when you look at those paintings, when you look at those stained glasses. But you know what? Here, it's not the building that caused them to be in awe. It's the people. And last week when we said about church, church is not about a building, it's about the people. And so what is it with the people of God in Acts chapter 2 that made the people outside of the church be filled with awe? Nowadays, when we think of the church, are we still in awe? When people look at our church, would they be baffled at what God is doing in us? And so what are the qualities that they possessed that made the people inside and outside the church be in awe. And how can we also experience that? Because we want that, isn't it? We want that kind of life in church. We are praying for that kind of life in our congregation. We want that for us. And so as we look at Acts chapter 2, mind you, they're not a perfect church. But they're a growing church. God is doing something in them. And we're going to look at what the Bible says about these attributes that they have and how we can also experience the same things that they experienced in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, verse 41, let me read what it says. If you have your Bibles with you, turn your Bibles to Acts 2. We'll be reading from verse 41 onwards. It says, So those who received this word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, 
and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day to those who were being saved. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to look at what you have done in the early church more than 2,000 years ago. Father, we thank you that the power, the life that you've given them is the same power in life available for us, every single one of us today. And so I pray, would you please speak to every single one of us and not just inform us with your word, but I pray that you would inspire us, put your spirit upon us so that we would experience the reality of your word today. Lord, we thank you. We bless your name. Amen and amen. Now, again, when we look at that passage, the context of that was after the Pentecost. And so if you're familiar with that, that was the time that when the disciples, you know, after Jesus was raised from the dead and after He went to heaven, you know, He asked the disciples to wait, wait in Jerusalem for his, the outpouring of His Spirit. And so Acts chapter 2 was that time. They were praying and they were together in one place and the Holy Spirit came upon them, the Bible says, and they started to speak in other languages. After that, the people around them, because there's so many people at that time in Jerusalem, they were bewildered at what was happening. And at that moment, Peter, the one who denied Christ three times, stood up, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and he started to preach about Jesus Christ. And then that's what happened. The Bible says they were cut to the heart, and thousands, 3,000 men and women, perhaps, you know, gave their lives to Jesus Christ that day, surrendered, yielded, to the truth that Jesus is Savior and Jesus is Lord. Part of what we read was a moment wherein after that transpired, after people were being added, after they did these practices, they said in that scripture, remember that? They were in awe of what the Lord was doing in and through them. And so what caused awe to be filled or to fill the lives of the church at that time? Ano ba yung naging reason kung ba't naging in awe yung mga tao at that time? Well, when you look at it, because the church at that time was a faithful church. It says there they were devoted to the apostles' teachings, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. They were also very generous with one another. See, apostles' teachings, when you think about that, wala pa naman Bible nun. Wala pa to. Wala pa rin yung cellphone natin. Wala pa yung Bible app sa cellphone natin at that time. They only have stories of whoever the apostle is near to them or kung sino man yung pumunta at nag-share ng story. And you know what? They were faithful with those. Even without a copy of this Bible, they were faithful to the teachings of the apostles. I can't, ima- I can't imagine being in that place, not being able to read Siguro Genesis. Not being able to read Psalms because probably hindi siya available sa kanila. Ang alam lang nila is kung anong version ng gospel yung narinig nila. 
yung teachings, hindi pa siguro kompleto, but yet whatever they had, they were faithful with it. They did their best to listen to it. They did their best to, re- to, to hear the apostles teach about it. I am reminded of you know, some Chinese believers who saw this video years back. group of Chinese believers, well, in China, you know that, that Christianity is illegal. And so it's, it's illegal for them to possess a written Bible. And there was a video that was released before. I'm not sure if you've seen it. But that was the first time a box of Bibles went into a village. And the people who were Christians, nagdali-dali sila doon. Di ba kung sa Pilipino yon balikbayan box, maraming mga PX goods. Hindi PX goods yung padala sa kanila, okay? Bibles yung nandun. And they were grabbing the Bibles and they were passing it on. And then there was a pause. Next scene, you see these Chinese men and women just weeping, holding their Bibles, holding the words of God because they know this is life. They have been desiring, they have been praying, they have been seeking, they've been finding ways to grab hold of a Bible and now they have it. What is it that will cause us to be filled with the awe of God? His words. Do you need to be in awe of God? Are you familiar with His promises in His Word? Are you familiar with the stories here in this Word? Are you holding on to the promises of this Word? Because when you hold on to the promises of God and you see it fulfilled in your life, you also will be filled with awe. And not only you, when people see the life that happens in you, they will also be amazed and be mesmerized at how this 2,000-year-old, thousands of year old, actually even the Old Testament, literature can speak and guide and bring life to our situations today. It also says that they were faithful in fellowship. Can you say fellowship? Fellowship. Sino dito mahilig mag-fellowship? We like fellowship, isn't it? We like, as Filipinos, we love community. Gusto natin marami tayong kasama. And so, even if you are an introvert, any one of you here, you're an introvert like me. Okay, so marami sa atin introverts. Diba, even though we were introverts, the two-year lockdown, remember that? Even if in the first few months, we were so happy, we don't have any people to entertain. On the third month, para masiraan rin tayo ng ulo. Gusto na rin natin may makasama eh. Because we are designed for fellowship. We are made by God to enjoy friendships. We are made by the Lord to enjoy this. Fellowship with one another. You know, that is why they did it daily, the Bible says. And when you look at, you know, when you look at, study the word fellowship, actually church historians would say they would have feasts or meals set in their homes. And when they would have those meals, after they partake of the meal, whether it's lunch or dinner, that is when they will read the Bible. Or that's when they will hear the apostles' teachings, rather. That's when they will pray. That's when they will partake of communion. Why? Because food was central in their fellowship. How many of you agree with that? Food is so critical in fellowship. In fact, especially for Filipinos, the closest way to a Filipino's heart is through our stomachs. Right? We love to eat. Some people eat three times a day. Filipinos eat six times a day. 
right? Because we love fellowship. We love to eat. I remember, you know, when we were still meeting at GT Toyota. Remember that? Any one of you? Inabutan yung pa GT Toyota? Grabe yun. Ano? If you were an usher, any one of you, you uh, experienced being an usher at GT Toyota? Meron iba sa atin? Do you still remember yung bumabaha yung food in between services? Because the ushers would bring in pancit, would bring in um, bilo-bilo, would bring in puto, some would bring rice. Buti na lang, wag lang nagdadala ng mga binagoongan ano, at that time. Ano? Kasi maanga mo yung buong GT Toyota. But yet, we love the fellowship. Can I just say, I miss those times. I miss it. One day, we will have those again. One day, we will have fellowships again. In fact, the reason why we are giving a lot of space in between services is so that when we move to our new facility, we will have ample time for fellowship. Because that's part of church. Some people think it's just about receiving information. And it's okay, that's church. No. Church is not just about information. Church is about community. Church is about experiencing life together. That's what church is all about. They were also partaking of communion, remembering what Christ has done for them. And they were faithfully praying together. Praying for one another, praying for the church, praying for the city. Because that's who the church is. Amen? We pray. We pray for our leaders. When you listen to President Bongbong's uh, sauna, yes, listen with your ears, but also listen in the Spirit. Be ready to pray whatever God quickens in your hearts to pray. Because that's who the church is. Amen? We are called to pray. Second is, there's supernatural growth or supernatural, supernatural manifestations. The Bible says, there were signs and wonders that are happening in the church. Some of us, our only um, uh, connection with signs and wonders is with our credit cards. When we sign, at the end of the month, when we get our billing, we wonder, what happened? Why am I paying a lot of things? But their signs and wonders is about healings. Their signs and wonders is about families being reconciled. Their signs and wonders is about people who are so hard of hearts turning to the Lord. Former criminals, former you know, government officials being together in one place, all worshiping God. If God did it then, can He do it now? We have a lot of miraculous stories here in church. In fact, the facility we're having, that's a miracle from God. Miraculous favor, miraculous provision, that's a miracle of God in itself. But in church, marami rin tayo mga healings. Nung araw, naalala ko, um, there's one youth camp we were praying for somebody who had scoliosis. And apparently, pagka may scoliosis ka raw, di ba parang hindi ka makabend, tapos hindi pantay yung kamay mo. And so we were praying, hawak-hawak niya, nakaganyan yung girl, no? sabi niya, sige, stress mo yung kamay mo. Pag gano'n niya, ganun, layo. Layo. And so, hinawakan ng isang studyante, tapos sabi, sige, Lord, we pray for your healing. Thank you for that you're the one who's gonna heal. And as the, as the student was praying, okay, biglang humahaba yung isa. 
pumapantay. Tapos pati yung babae na pinagbe-pray para siya, ha, 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 tama na, tama na, tama na, tama na. Sumasobra na, hindi naman, hindi naman, dagdag ko na lang ito, sumasobra na. Pero pumantay. After that, sinabi niya, is there one thing that you cannot do? Uh, is there something that you want to do, but you can't do because of your scoliosis? And she said, I want to touch my toes. And at that moment, she touched her toes. And after touching her toes, she was crying. Because she said, I am healed. How many of you know, God can still do that today? God, you will do it again. You will do it again. They were experiencing the supernatural, but they're also experiencing extreme generosity. Grab it, they were selling their possessions so that the people who had need will have or will not have needs. They were so kind with each other. In fact, the reason why they would host those dinners and lunches for fellowship is so that the poor in their community can join them and not, um, you know, not suffer from hunger. That's the church. That's the church. And you know what? Can I just tell you this? You are blessed because this church that you are part of is a very generous church. This church that you are part of is a very generous church. A few weeks ago, um, someone approached me and asked, um, and we did. And when we met, Nasabi lang niya, she, they, their family had the heart to help the underprivileged students here in our church and even the, in the communities that were reaching out. And so they handed me a check and they said, this is for the church to help those underprivileged students. Grabe. And so if you are a student, nahihirapan ka sa tuition, nahihirapan ka sa note, just please approach one of our pastors. Please approach one of our staff and we'd gladly you know, help you through the generosity of that person. I remember also, do you still remember those times in, you know, two years na marami nagkaka-COVID? Remember that? We've heard countless testimonies of people suffering from COVID and then when, when their small groups would find out about it, grabe yung grab, hindi, pinapa, hindi pinapatigil yung grab. Umuulan ng pagkain dun sa mga nagkaroon ng COVID because that's how we want to share with one another. We feel for each other and we're generous with each other. One of the things that I can't is when we sent some food, some canned goods, and some rice to some of our underprivileged church members. And they, after we sent it to them, sobrang napaiyak kami nun eh, when we saw it. Yung para sa kanila, what they did is they tried to put it in small plastics. And they even distributed to their neighbors who don't have. That's how generous our people are. One of our real-life families, real-life scholars, because God provided for their family, you know what they did? They're still qualified to have that real-life scholarship, but they said, you know what? Because God already provided and we have enough will let go of the scholarship so that you can give it to someone else. This church is a generous church, amen? And generosity is not about what we have. Sorry, it's not about what we wish we have. 
generosity can happen even with what we have. Big or small, if God can use five loaves and two fish, how many of you know God can use whatever we have? Amen? Next, it's just a growing church. God has been adding people. God has been adding. In fact, one of the things that we found out from the survey is that in the past two years, 38% of what we or who we have in church right now have just been added in the past two years. Can you imagine that? In a pandemic, God still added people. In a time that they said, you know, churches will have a hard time to meet, a hard time to connect with people. And we experienced that. But God still added people. In fact, did you know that last year, through our church families here in the Philippines, Victory, we were able to plant 14 new churches last year in a pandemic. Praise God, isn't it? This year, we're believing for more. In fact, may 13 na church plants na nakaporma ngayon all throughout this year. Why? Because God is faithful to bring the growth. Amen? So, question. What was their secret again? Why were they faithful? Why were they generous? Why are they experiencing all those supernatural things? Why is God growing them? Well, when we look at that passage, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. They devoted themselves. They devoted themselves. What does it mean to be devoted? To be devoted means, in other translations, it's to continue steadfastly. When you say continue steadfastly, minsan pag nagda-drive ka, tapos naligaw ka ng konti, to be steadfast is to go back to the route that you're headed so that you can arrive at your expected destination. To be devoted means to persevere as well, to push. To be devoted means to be intentionally consistent. For example, if you are trying to be devoted in physical fitness, what do you do? You buy equipment, right? You buy a bike. You buy a stationary bike. You try to member, to be a part of a, you know, um, a, you know um, these gyms para maging consistent ka, di ba? Pero that's not it, right? Buying membership and buying a stationary bike won't cut it. Kailangan mo maging consistent. Otherwise, magiging sampayan lang yung stationary bike natin. Tama ba? What does it mean to be devoted in the apostles' teachings? Well, again, can you imagine hearing the story of an apostle? I don't know how complete what they got, but they've been hearing it probably after two years of listening to that story. Wow, itong storya na naman. Paulit-ulit na historia, pero grabe lang din, ano? They devoted themselves to it. Some of us, medyo hirap na hirap na tayo, no? Kasi, ang tagal-tagal mo na sa church, pero pareho-pareho pa rin yung pinipreach. Eh, pareho lang yung Bible, eh. <laughs> Hindi naman tayo binigyan ng isa pang Bible ni Lord. Isa lang to. And so that is why we need to embrace it. Not just the jokes. <laughs> Not just the things that we want from the Bible. But even the ones that we have a hard time embracing. 
when the Bible speaks of forgiving those who have offended you, when the Bible says to overlook an offense, when the Bible says to pray, not just for the people who you love, but the people who are considered your enemies, are we willing to steadfastly obey the Bible? See, when you read this Bible, look here, everyone look here. When you read this Bible, don't just read it for information. The goal of reading the Bible is Christ formation. The more we read this Bible, hopefully we are becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. That's the goal. That's the goal. Amen? Look at the person right next to you. Mukhang malapit na ba kay Jesus yan? Mukhang kamukha na? That's the goal. In fellowship, ganun din. Can you imagine people from all walks of life, people from different ethnicities, people from, you know, um, different social status, rich and poor, Gentiles and Jews, they were together in fellowship. You see that, you know, as, as the book of Acts would progress, they were together in fellowship. They would make every effort to stay also in that fellowship. I just want to commend you for investing your one and a half hours here, or one, and, and one hour and 15 minutes here every Sunday so that we can fellowship with one another. Nung pandemic, naalala nyo ba yun? Umaaten tayo lahat ng service kahit di naliligo. Diba? Umaaten tayo ng service kahit nagluluto ka ng adobo at saka ng sinigang. Umaaten ka ng service kahit nagwawalis ka ng bahay. Now you can't do that because we're here. But how many of you know God deserves our focused time? God deserves our efforts. Because this is not a responsibility, this is worship. This is worship. Please notice also that the word end was written there so many times. Apostles' teachings and breaking uh, in fellowship, breaking in bread, and prayers. It means you cannot choose which one you want from church experiences. You can't choose preaching, preaching, preaching lang lagi. Ayaw mo na mag-praise and worship kasi for you, preaching lang gusto mo. No, church experience is all of it. It's the, you know, the, it's the ushers greeting us and saying hi to us. It's us getting to know each other here in church. It's us worshiping God together. It's us worshiping God through our giving. It's us worshiping God through the hearing of God's Word and obeying it. It's us, you know, um, responding to one another. It's all of these things combined because that is church. It's not end. Uh, it's not or. It's end. Now, if I end the preaching here, I'm sure... Parang isipin natin, ah, ganun pala ang church, di ba? It's about our efforts. It's about reading the Bible. It's about attending service. It's about serving. Lest this be preaching becomes a moralistic preaching. Other than the joke earlier. Lest this becomes about us. If you look at the early church's life, what made them enjoy 
these disciplines day by day? What made them enjoy? What, de- what made them devoted? And why did they persevere? When you backtrack, it gives you a clue why. Verse 37 says there, When they heard the preaching of Peter, they were cut to the heart, and they asked the apostles, What shall we do? Here's the point. When they came in contact, when they understood that Jesus died for our sins, and that He was raised again from the dead, so you and I can experience forgiveness of our sins. So that we can live lives that are not defeated by sin, but progressively being victorious over sin. When they heard about those things, they were cut to the heart. It transformed their hearts. And so because of that, because they found out that God was so devoted to us, that is what inspired them to be devoted to Him as well. In fact, our devotion is a response to God's complete devotion towards us. This is church. It is not about reporting like a bundy clock. Report ka lang every Sunday. Church is not like that. Church is knowing God did something in you. And you can't but just love Him back. You can't but love other people back. You can't love but love His Word back. You can't but love other you know, church members and even your friends who are not yet from church. That is church. All fill the people and the people around them because they were constantly in awe of what Christ has done. So, as we end, I want to give you three questions to think about. Number one, are we daily grateful for what Jesus Christ has done for us? Do we think about that when we wake up each morning? Do we think about the forgiveness that we have in Christ? Is that sense of awe still there? Is it growing? And when we try every single day to think about what Christ has done and be grateful for that, guess what? That sense of awe will grow. The numbness of our hearts, mas magiging tender yung puso natin when we do that. Two, what are ways that God is inviting us to be more devoted to Him? Is He inviting you to read the Bible more? Is He inviting you to pray? And have communion with Him? Is He inviting you to have fellowship? Is He inviting you to be in a small group? Because that's one way that we experience church community, through small groups. And number three, how can we demonstrate God's love for others this week? What are ways that we can demonstrate and share that love of God to other people this week? I want to pray first for one group of people. I want to invite you. Maybe you've never yielded your life 
to the truth that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is our Savior. Forgiveness, changed life, secure future, making whole whatever is broken, it's possible in Christ. And so if today you want to make that decision, that choice, you know, those people, although there were 3,000 of them, they each had to make the same decision. And that is to submit to Jesus Christ. If you are here today and you want to submit your life to Christ, to Him being your Savior and your Lord, turning away from your sins and submitting your life to Him. Would you please lift up your hands so that I know who we're praying with? Yes. Yes, we see those hands. Yes. Anyone else? Praise God. Yes. 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 Praise God. Yes. If you've lifted up your hand, can you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you that you are also alive today, proving that you are God. And so today, I confess my sins and I turn away from those ways. Today, I make a decision to submit my life to you as my Savior and to you as my Lord. Thank you for the forgiveness. Thank you for the grace also to live a transforming life from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Lord, we thank you for today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face toward you and grant you peace. May the Lord empower you with His Spirit always so that you will be generous in every season, so that you will be faithful in His ways, and so that you will be bold witnesses for Him. This we receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us. You can visit victory.org.ph to find a church, join a victory group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us in discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.